exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down I'm C.J. Layton coming to you from inside the Phantom Radio Studios in Lake Wales, Florida home of the premier radio bowling talk show. Long ago, Bowlers Journal International called Phantom Radio a pioneer in the field of bowling podcasts because the show was regularly scheduled at the same time each week. The late Kegel owner, the great John Davis, told Len Nicholson to start this program because, quote, people need to know what you know, end quote. This PBA and bowling writer Hall of Famer has now recorded over 1,200 shows and has featured over 425 guests since 2002. 20 years plus of bowling knowledge, story sharing, and true expertise. Phantom, we need to know what you know. So Phantom fans, here's your host, Len Nicholson, The Phantom. Well, thank you, CJ. And a reminder that Phantom Radio is presented by the Kegel Company, the number one lane maintenance company in the world. For all of your lane maintenance needs, including 24-hour technical support, you can always rely on the Kegel Company. So go to kegel.net. Well, Phantom fans, this week's guest is one of the greatest women's bowlers in the world, and that's for all time. And for starters, she won the 1971 Women's prestigious U.S. Open as an amateur. And then also in 71, she won the team FIQ World Championship four-player team event. In 1971, she also won the USBC Women's All-Events Championship. And she bowled for 28 years on the PWBA Tour. And she has 15 professional titles. She's in the WIBC Hall of Fame the PWB Hall of Fame, along with several other local Halls of Fames. And we've got this 25-minute show. If I keep talking about it, we won't have time to get to the content of the show because there's a whole heck of a lot more about our guest, Lori Nichols. So let's get her out here and say hello. Hi, Lori. How you doing, Len? I'm doing great, and I'm sure glad I got a hold of you. Uh, I remember you from the good old days, and uh, we never really hung around a lot together, but I always admired your game. And as you know, we have been recognizing the great bowlers from the past. And last week, we had the all-time great Judy Sutar, and she told us a lot about you, so now it's your turn to talk about her. But before we get to all that, um, you know, (laughs) this is not a shock jock show. And what I want to do is I don't want to forget the past. And when I took this uh, podcast on in 2002, all we do is talk about bowling and the positive side of it. And we never want our today's bowlers forgetting the past. Because if you lose your history, you lose everything. And, you know, you're just one of the greatest bowlers of all time. And Judy even said that herself. She says, well, if I'm going to be on there, you got to have Lori. So let me start with this. You know, I, I, I don't want to talk about Judy, uh, to Judy because 
she's humble. She don't want to brag about herself. And I know you're the same way. So what I'm doing is I'm turning the tables. I'm getting her to talk about you and getting you to talk about her. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so do you remember uh, how many years you guys actually roomed together? You know what? I don't remember actually how many we roomed together, but, um, you know, I kind of met Judy back when, when I bowled uh, the Japan Cup in, uh, in uh, Tokyo, Japan. Yeah. And that's kind of when we kind of, kind of, you know, kind of clicked together. And then, um, uh, you know, I, I was just then coming out on tour and, you know, it was very fortunate to, uh, to win early in my uh, career and um, kind of always admired Judy. Um, she was so consistent and always making TV shows and, you know, she, and, and she was, she was great to all the, to all the players. And, um, you know, I don't remember what year, but, but staying with her was a, was a pleasure because she was kind of a mentor for me. And um, we just, we just kind of clicked together and, and got along. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about, about you gals, especially the great players, how humble they are. You said you were very fortunate to start out. Well, well, <laughs> yeah, that's being humble because you dominated that first year. You showed your face on the women's store and <laughs> you guys, you know, it's kind of hard for two guys to get along together in a, in a motel room. Especially women, they have a hard time too. But you guys really hit it off good. But I want you to brag a little bit about her style, the way she bowled, because some of the players nowadays have no idea what it was back in the day. Uh, can you describe to our listeners uh, what her style was and tell us about her mental game? Well, she she had a great mental game, and um, you know she was. She had the basic back then, the basic down and in, but I mean, she could hit a dime every time, you know, and that's what made her, made her successful is that she was very, very accurate. And that was, you know, the main thing is that, which made, you know, the great players versus the so player is the person that had the concentration to hit the same spot every time. And, you know, it, it's the game. So today is so much different that, um, you know, I, I just, it, it isn't even the same game to me. And, um, and that's what made Judy so good is that she was very accurate. Uh, she was great with, with, with all the different players. I mean, Judy had no enemies. She got along with everybody and, um, and she was just easygoing. You know, she had a family, she had kids and, um, but yet she was out there competing and she was, she was one of the best. Yes, she was, and you know, you you highlighted her mental game. Uh, not only was accuracy very important back in the day, you had to make your spares, and you had to live with the corner taps, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, today's game is more of a strike fest, and uh, it's more of an area game. But you know, if you get tapped three or four times with a solid ten, if you don't have a good mental game, it's going to affect you. And it never seemed to affect her. She. She would just trudge along, like you said. She was, she was awesome. And you know, wait till you hear what she said about you too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have people talking, but this is awesome. But you know, I didn't bowl, but I spent years on the tour, 
as a lame man and I love being out there because of the camaraderie. Uh, was it the same, basically, with all the ladies out there? Did you all get along pretty good? Well, I, you know, we, we got along great, you know. I mean, and but um, when it was time to bowl, everybody was competitive. But yet, when we were done bowling, it was, let's go have a sandwich, let's go have a drink uh, afterwards. And we did so many things together. Uh, we would go horseback riding. We would go play golf. Um, you know, we would go, if we were in a town that had all kinds of stuff to do, we'd go see stuff. And, um, but yet when it was time to bowl, everybody knew it was time to bowl. Well, you know, it reminds me of something. Um, when the senior tour in the men's division got going, uh, I went off the regular tour. I had another guy do that. I went to do the senior tour because I knew all those guys, and uh, on practice session day, before the practice session would start, a lot of the guys would go out and play golf. Well, they decided to turn into like a golf league, and everybody had a handicap. Well, Judy took over doing all the scoring and all that, and she just stood right there with the men. Nothing bothered her. You know, some of the guys would yell and scream, oh, that guy's got a higher handicap or lower or whatever, and she would just say, here's the rules. Go play. <laughs> she was That's comfortable right. yep. in any situation I saw her in. Right, right. But, uh, but you know, I mean, and, and Judy was, you know, if you met Judy outside of bowling, very easygoing, very nice, always complimentary. But when it came time to bowl, she was a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> she was all business. That's why she was so great. You know, you guys. That's right. <laughs> it's great the competition that the men and the women because I was fortunate to be involved in a few women's tournaments in fact I go way back to Canton with Janet Bueller I was involved with the PBA back then and and she was a great woman you remember her oh yes I remember her very much so and you know, she was great for women's bowling she was great for women's bowling she was you know I lost track of her do you know whatever happened with her uh, I do not I do not. So, you know, because, uh, you know, she kind of, you know, there was kind of like two kind of tours going at the same time and she was kind of part of one and, and, um, and, but, you know, it, it was all about going out there and bowling and, and, you know, having a great time. I mean, it was the best experience I could ever possibly think about doing. <laughs> so let me ask you the $64,000 question. You know, we we can't go back in time, and we can't beat Father Time. But if you were 21 right now, would you give it a go again and, and do the same thing you did back then? Well, you know, I bowled for 28 years on the tour, yep. and and I knew when Reactive Resin came out that I had I had two choices: either I needed to go home and really work and change my game and change my role or it was time to retire. And so I retired because after 28 years and being very successful and, and making great friends, lifelong friends. Yep. And, and I went, you know what? It's okay. You know, it's time. Um, you know, because I, I bowled today and I have this, I have the same reaction I had back then when the reactives came out, I leave corners all day long, and um, yeah. you know because when I when I started bowling, it was it was down and in. 
right. you know, is down and in. And now the game is not down and in, you know. And uh, so for me, um, you know, it, it was time. And I think Judy was the same way. We all we all knew when it was time, you know. And we bought, we all had great, you know, we had all great careers, you know. For sure. You know, the thing is, um, and it's happened to everybody, uh, there was a plastic era, there was a urethane era, and then the reactive era. Also, the, the wooden lanes, the synthetics, and, you know, they, every one of those eras hurt somebody. There's no question about exactly. it. Very few exactly. people dominated all the eras that there were. But I got one last question for you. I, mean, I can talk to you for an hour, but or two hours <laughs> probably, but... I got to know something. You know, I wrote a book one time. It was called The Tour Would Be Great If You Didn't Have to Bowl because there was so much fun out there in the road. Uh, and I know all the guys have a million stories, and, and I don't want to be controversial about anything, but do you have any really good stories that you could tell us on the radio? <laughs> um, I have a great story. Uh, we were in California bowling. Yeah. And the proprietor, the proprietor there, um, I mean, he treated us great the whole time we were there. So the 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 tournament was over, and everybody went into the bar, and we were eating and drinking. And and Judy was a Scotch drinker. That was Judy. Well, <laughs> that particular tournament, the the younger girls talked talked her into doing uh, um, uh, lemon lemon shots. Okay. And lemon, there lemon drops, I guess you would say. Yeah. So, you know, you know, we're having a good time. We're having a good time, and then all of a sudden, we decided it was time to go. So we get in the rental car, which we were going to have for two weeks, and we're driving down, and all of a sudden, those lemon drops didn't weren't okay for Judy, <laughs> and she had an issue in the car, Uh-oh. and and um. So we got her back to the hotel and kind of cleaned up the car. Well, the next day the sun came out <laughs> and the car, the car really wasn't okay. So, uh, so we went, Oh man, what are we going to do? So we decided we were going to take it back to the rental car place and let them know that we were going through the mountains to the next tournament. And this car was just not acting right. So we parked it way back and and they said, okay, we'll get you a new car. And and fortunately, off we went. And I can't even imagine the next person that got that car. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. You know, those kind of things happen on the men's tour, yep. too. Uh, we, <laughs> in fact, I'm going to have a show one of these days with just stories. That's it. You know, four or five yep. stories from everybody. But I'm looking at the old clock on the wall. It tells me that we're almost out of time. But. You know, before we close, I'm going to have you give us a parting shot, some kind of a last-minute thought. But let me do this part first. But And we look forward to talking to all of our listeners again next week. We'll have another mm-hmm. great guest to talk to. I want to thank our sponsors, Storm Bowling and Brad Edelman at the High Rollers, and also Dale Wolotsky. The bowling group grew from Michigan. So before we close, let's hear it one more time for Lori Nichols. What do you got to say to close, honey? Uh, you know what? Bowling's a great sport, and I wouldn't have wanted any other way. 
And you know what? I made so many great friends. And, you know, Judy lives in Florida. I live in Florida. We're like 45 minutes away, and we get together and have uh, have dinner and just talk about the good old days. Well, keep doing that, all right, because you're not going to be able to do it for the next 100 years, maybe only in the next 40 or 50. And I'll tell you <laughs> what, and, and there's nothing better than old friends. And I'll tell you what, you were always a credit to the game. I remember you vividly, and you keep up the good work. And bowling fans from Phantom Radio, this is the Phantom. When you're down and troubled and you need some loving care and nothing well nothing is going right close your eyes and think of me and soon